Hey, I'm Brandon Marsh. And I'm Sam Voss. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it. I mean, it's a work in progress. Come along for the ride. It wouldn't have been good. <laughs> hey, welcome back to the Price Drive Podcast. I'm sitting here in wet drawers this morning. <laughs> because Chris just scared the poop out of me. <laughs> oh, it was epic. Yeah, you were there for it, huh? Yeah, you, thought you, were, you started off calm, and then it ramped up as you started to realize what happened. Well, I mean, it's 6.30 in the morning, right? So I'm walking into work. Chris's office light is off. So... You didn't think he was here. No, I'm not expecting anybody else to be here except for you and I. Yeah. So I'm walking through. I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell Brandon we got five, ten minutes. And then he just said, ah! Yeah. He screamed right in your face. <laughs> I wonder if I, I wonder if he saved that video. I might be able to get that audio and play it for us on here. Oh, perfect! Yeah, oh, he yeah. definitely has the video. Well, hopefully you guys can listen to it. But if you can't, um, Brandon, sorry, it's kind of stinky in here. <laughs> <laughs> I would oh, think he would man. change his pants, but nope. Yeah, I. Jeez, Louise. Sonya texted me this morning. Right afterwards, she was like, hey, she needs me to work on something for health insurance stuff. And she was like, good morning. I see that your heart is pumping already this morning. Laughing faces. <laughs> I said, well, I'm currently on my way home to change my pants. So, <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on him. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, welcome back to the Price Right Podcast. If it's your first time listening with us, thanks for being here. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome or back. Or welcome first timers yeah i love it hey um i'd love to start with some dad jokes for us it's not stumping brandon marsh yet but it might feel that way <laughs> yeah uh okay which bear is the most condescending a panda <laughs> <laughs> what what kind of noise does a witch's vehicle make broom broom that's a good one you like that one i, I knew you would how do you get a country girl's attention? <laughs> a tractor. That's, <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> These are like so laffy good? taffy jokes. I hope you like those uh those dad those dad jokes. I know that some people are hoping that we'll talk about um Bigfoot and aliens. Are you are you into that? I mean not really. <laughs> Me either. Do you believe in aliens? Uh, not in like the cinematic form. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm good with that. I'm I I thought about this this morning because I knew I was gonna ask you that question, and I was like, what is my response gonna be to that? Yeah. <laughs> and my response is, I think there's a lot to the world that I don't know. So, do yeah. I believe in aliens today? No. Do, am I saying that aliens? Don't is there exist? a date? Yeah, right. I don't know. There's a lot exactly. to the world that I don't know. There's a whole universe. A whole one. Did you hear that? Did you see that article last night that came out on like news channels, whatever? It was like uh, NASA picked up sound waves of waves crashing from like a planet outside of our solar system somewhere. Really? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Dang, surf's up, dude. <laughs> surf's up, Teej. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know tj he works here at price right auto we love him we're gonna have him on the podcast soon yeah you guys will love him just oh, as much as we do you will 
He's the best. We adore that guy. But um, let's get let's get into it today. We got a fun day ahead of us. We're gonna give uh, we're gonna do like five minutes with Doctor J. <laughs> Doctor J is <laughs> Dr. what you call Doctor J in the house. Yeah, we're excited for that. But uh, <clears throat> Mr. Marsh, we're hoping you can shed a little wisdom for us on uh, make and model of um, of a vehicle. Oh, so you know. I feel like everyone always kind of preaches, and we've preached that mm-hmm. Toyotas are super reliable. Right. Well, there's some common issues. Yeah, you were uh, arising. I was worried that you were going to get frustrated yesterday. Sometimes it happens. <laughs> so what are the common? But not on this one. Not no. on this one. Did you one. fix it? Yeah. Uh, I figured it out. Oh, it's got to go back to Marn. To Marn. Uh, basically, so I guess I think it's like. Oh, had a 16 in newers, 17 in newers. Uh, <clears throat> the V6s in the Siennas and Tacomas will set like cylinder one, like a P11 EC bank. Totally a P11 like, OC one. Yeah, T4. cylinder one, air fuel imbalance, which is really odd because they only have one upstream O2 sensor per which bank. Which everybody knows that. Exactly. I mean, you know it. Look, we're oh. having a conversation. I mean, if, You're if, it's, if in. it's a P017284, it's probably yeah, as far niner. as... You, know, you gotta throw a niner in there. <laughs> niner. Niner. <laughs> it's P0149er. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. I just, um, <clears throat> but basically, it's like, how does it know if a specific cylinder sure. has an air fuel imbalance because it doesn't actually have like an O2 to monitor that per mm. cylinder. So what I think it's doing... This is my understanding. I could be completely wrong, well, but I figured out what was wrong, so it worked. Um, oh, great. The so I kind of looked at it as basically it's detecting a misfire on a low scale, like yeah. it almost does like a cylinder contribution test while it's like on cold starts and things like that, and then cylinder one obviously was the lowest. Obviously. So, obviously. <laughs> obviously. So first thing I did was just because it's quick and easy, pull a plug out, put my borescope down there. Um, the exhaust valves looked a little crusty, you know, no pitting that I could visibly see, mm. but really like charred up, almost indicating, you know, exhaust valves are getting a little hotter than they sure. should, sure. indicating they may not be sealing properly. So I put a leak down tester in there, put it at top dead center, leaking right out the exhaust. So the heads need to be pulled, um, new valves, or clean the valves up so they seat properly, um, and then that should take care of that issue. So when you're driving that vehicle, can you feel that then? No. No. No, typically things like that, that's a miss on startup or idle. Okay. Um, but once you come off idle, a uh, issue like that so how it goes away. I mean, this is a very naive question, but you know me. I mean, I know cars really well, but some of our <laughs> listeners might not know. <laughs> I mean, the PO one seven one nine er is obviously misfiring cylinder one. But um, <laughs> okay, so like, if a customer or somebody were to drive that vehicle and not get that fixed, is that an issue? Yeah, over time. Uh, so if your valves aren't seating, especially the exhaust valves, because they generate, they get so hot. Sure. Um, if they don't see over time, you'll get pitting and stuff like that. And it can actually melt into the exhaust valve and start to deteriorate it. Okay. And then you'll have like basically an open hole in your valve and all your compression is going to be gone. You'll have a dead. It's never good to have an open hole in your valve. It's never, it's never good. (laughs) You can't have an open hole. 
<laughs> not. It's got to be sealed. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So is that a common issue on Toyotas then? Or I guess that- uh, from the research I did, it's more common on Tacomas. I guess Tacomas. No, had the one a big you were issue. working on was a Sienna. Sienna. I was going to yep. guess that, but I didn't want to be like. I didn't want to say model. Yeah, you didn't want to throw a niner in there. A niner, you know what I mean? (laughs) Well, that's good. That's interesting. I do have a question, a car question that you're hoping you can help me with. Um, Obviously, I have uh, the world's most, um, the world's car that burns the most oil, which is? (laughs) Your Subaru uh, Subaru. (laughs) Crosstrek. Yes. (laughs) Two liter. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm having this issue, obviously, where my check engine light comes on and off. And mm-hmm. and here, here's the thing. I always like to think about cars as, like, they have personalities, right? Yeah, your car is a little ornery. Yeah, sometimes my car wakes up and it's like, I, today's just not my day. So if a car is burning a lot of oil, is that like, like it has diarrhea? <laughs> my car... Has not, my car should probably be going gluten free because it has nonstop diarrhea. Then I think gluten free. Yeah. Put gluten free fuel on. <laughs> I wonder. If we, oh man, you're on to something. <laughs> okay, so my question is: sometimes when I pull my car, actually, almost every time, if I'm being honest, every time I pull my car into the garage, I'm like, dang, that doesn't smell great. It doesn't smell bad. It just smells like that is working. Yeah. You know. Is that is that normal? Is that a thing for Subarus? Is that something to be? I mean, obviously we all know something's going on with my engine. But yeah. let's say you're a customer and you get in your garage and it's like, oh man, my car smells like it was working hard. You know, I can't really explain the smell. It doesn't really smell. It's not, it almost smells like burning oil, but not to the extent that it's like, oh boy, that's a problem. Right. It just smells like wow, that's hot. Yeah. Not so H A W T. Knowing H O H A O T. Yeah, knowing what's wrong with your car. I mean, with Subarus especially, it could be as simple as an oil leak because sure. they're like a flat boxer engine design. So basically, the cylinders, instead of being like more vertical, mm-hmm. they're horizontal, and the exhaust manifold sits right below the engine. So if you have a valve cover leak or anything like that, oh, it sure. drips right on the exhaust. Um, and that can cause odors and things like that. Yeah. Um, but in your case, if there's no oil leaks, which I don't believe there are, mm. um, from the last time we looked at it, what I'm thinking is happening, happening since you're burning so much oil in between oil changes, I do believe yeah. that oil is getting into your cat assembly and oh. then it's just cause that cat gets so hot. It's just baking the which oil. I think that's a good spot for it to go. Uh, I mean, those cats are like two grand. Oh, perfect. And if they go out, you just lost your cruise control. All the lights go on the dash. I mean, it's it's terrible. Um, it sounds very similar to what's happening. <laughs> Maybe that's the... You have no cat codes yet, just a timing fault. So. All right. Which which uh, starts with a C? A P? What's the code? I think it was a P. A P015? No, it was like a P0011, I think. So do you does does your tablet tell you what each code is, or do you just have you been in the business long enough that you know like oh it's a P0011? So I know like generic ones. I'm sure. not I'm not that smart when it comes to remembering things <laughs> like that. So I some people can just rattle off like oh yeah yeah U O 
102, you know, loss of comma, whatever, you know. Oh, sure. I can do that with, like, simple ones like a PO301, cylinder one misfire, you know. Sure. Or if I scan the car, because that's what's going to tell you the code. Right. That will tell you, like, if it is, like, a P0011 yep. or P0016 or something like that, like a cam crank correlation related fault, the then you can... Crank. And then you can look up that fault and then it'll tell you like a diagnostic flow chart or maybe someone had that similar problem. This was a correction for that concern or give you step by step like what to look for, what to test. Oh, nice. Well, we appreciate your wisdom. I try. And and, uh, keeping us on the road. Excuse me. I got emotional. Just so grateful for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. Should we jump into what's going on around the dealership? Yeah, for sure. All right, great. I have a couple things today. So, here's what's happening around the dealership. Presented to you by Price Tried Auto. All right, so every week we kind of try to highlight a little bit about what's going on around Price Tried Auto. Your one-stop auto shop. Boom. Yeah, that was beautiful. I love that. All right, so we're still hiring um, for a couple positions around here. We are hiring for an inventory acquisition specialist, which just means we're hiring another buyer. Uh, <laughs> I know, it's like this really fancy Not the title. sugar. sugar <laughs> <coat>. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, some characteristics or traits that we're looking for for all employees, obviously, would be, you know, somebody who's trustworthy hard worker um just wants to be part of a great culture and is going to help us continue to build that great culture but also for that role specifically uh numbers sitting at a computer all day um i mean jesse bryant would probably be the guy to talk to because he's been doing it for a while and he's really good at it but um it takes a certain individual to be able to do that role yeah because you do have to be good with kind of like formulas it's high risk high reward but they do get a lot of data to help them, but at the same time, there's a skill to it, you know? And, I mean, sheer will to oh. sit there all day yeah. and flip through hundreds thousands of, of thousands cars. of cars. It's crazy. It's It seems like people are probably listening like, oh, yeah, I could sit down in front of a computer all day. Uh, not until you do it. Right, 100%. It's definitely a different <laughs> way of life. I agree with you. But another, uh, I mean, two, we're hiring technicians in Marn and Nunica. Obviously, that's a very um, specialized trait there. So uh, we are looking for somebody with some experience, um, whether that's, you know, I guess you could probably speak to a little bit more what we are looking for. Yeah. I mean, this kind of goes to where, like, let's say you want some computer work, but you also want to move around, Mm, you know, get some physical energy out throughout the day being a mechanic's the best thing for you yeah because you deal with a little bit of everything mm-hmm. i mean you have people that are in specific trades you know like hvac yep construction sure <clears throat> with automotive i mean you get the heavy physical work you know as if you're like framing a house mm-hmm. and then you get the ac mm-hmm. work as if you're like an hvac guy and then you get the computer work doing software updates sure. um you know reprogramming modules and that's more like your tech kind of job so it's a being a mechanic is probably one of the best mixes you can have Mm. and it can be very rewarding if you put the time in right because you you have to put the time in i mean very few 
professions out there have such a mix mm-hmm. of what you need to be good at right to be successful well and even i mean we were talking the other day i can't remember if we talked on the podcast about this or not but uh technicians are i mean not a ton of people are going into that kind of a trade anymore yeah, Chris and I were actually talking because when you were looking for marketing help, I mean, what'd you have? Like 200 applications? Yeah. About and, 150 applicants. And for mechanics, we got like three? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So our marketing role was open for about maybe two weeks, 14 to 20 days, something around there. We had, yeah, about 150 applicants. Our technician job has been open for probably about three months, and we probably had a total of like eight candidates. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so, crazy. It is crazy. But if you know somebody who's at a shop, uh, maybe and they're just looking for better culture or a great team, obviously, uh, tell them to get a hold of Brandon or myself. We'd love to have a conversation with them. Absolutely. And then finally, um, we are still looking for some part time help over at the Quick Lube and Tire uh, at Midwest Truck and Tire. We did hire somebody. Uh, he starts on Monday. Monday. Money. He starts on money. <laughs> Starts on Monday. His name is Tony. He's a super good guy. Um, but we're always looking for great people to join our team. So if you have a friend or you have somebody who uh, maybe who has automotive experience and is looking for a change, tell him to hit, a, hit us up. Hit us up. <laughs> or scare Sam. <laughs> or scare Sam. Yeah, please don't. I can only go through so many pairs of pants in a day. So <laughs> um, the last thing that I have, and then I'll – sorry, I'm, I'm taking – Normally you have some stuff to share and maybe you do, but I have one more thing to share really quick. Go for uh, it. We do have a car, or no, sorry. Well, we do have the car show coming up, <laughs> but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, we um, are, are trying a new thing with the quick lube uh, to try to separate us from our competition. So pretty much what we're offering is if you're within a 10 mile radius of Nunica or of our quick lube, um, we are going to be doing pickup and drop off uh, service for oil changes so yeah pretty cool huh so we're looking uh at a two-hour window so let's say you know maybe a family member's at home and they need an oil change you can tell them to give us a call at our quick lube and then um we're just asking for a two-hour window so if we can pick it up between at 10 a.m we're just asking that they give us two hours to get it back to them so noon whatever it is five dollars uh which is obviously pretty cheap for us to go get it and then bring it back to you um but uh also bear with us because it is a new thing that we're trying but we're just trying to create some services that maybe competition doesn't offer so yeah should be fun should be cool should be good should be nice (laughs) (laughs) um what do you have anything that's going on around the dealership uh we're just as always we're busy yeah we are busy we need we need help people yeah contact us please give us a call today (laughs) 616-319-9825 that was good. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> so um, are we ready to give uh, somebody a special call today? Yes. Yes? Okay. Oh, I bet he's going to just be so professional and calm. Hey, guys. I just wanted to bring up real quick. Uh, we are doing a car show here at Price Right Auto in Nunica. It's going to be June 3rd, 10 to 3. Uh, basically, all types of cars, muscle cars, classic cars, uh, sports cars, Uh, There's going to be a bounce house, food trucks, bring your family, bring your friends, come check it out. Hello. Oh, Dr. J, Mr. Stuyvesant. What's up, Sam? 
Hey, you're on the podcast. <laughs> hey, what's up, Sam? <laughs> hey, you're on the podcast with Brandon Marsh and Sam Voss. All right. How do you feel? Do you feel good about that? Oh, nervous. Oh, don't be nervous. <laughs> I feel like he had to like sit up in his chair or <laughs> yeah, something. He, did. he, did. <laughs> he had to get ready. He did. He was probably he was probably knee Take deep a sip of coffee. Knee deep in a data studio, probably is what he's doing right now. Actually, I was. <laughs> I love that. Just oh, in man. a dark room. So, uh, Mr. Stuyvesant, Jason Stuyvesant, I guess just people listening might not know who you are, so can you just tell us a little bit about who you are, and then we got a couple questions for you. Okay. <laughs> um, you mentioned I'm um, Jason Stuyvesant. Um, oldest, eldest sibling to Holly and Chris. Um so somewhat new to the industry, been here about a year and um, made a pretty significant career shift to come join the team here at Price Right and uh, help out with the family business. Yeah, what were, um, you, what were you doing before Price Right again? I was an engineer. Whoa, so you're smart. <laughs> He's know. smart. I mean, I, I knew that. that. You should see his spreadsheets. <laughs> I mean, his spreadsheets are like, jeez. I do like a good spreadsheet. Yeah, it is fun. I don't know I mean, if I like them as much as Chris, though. No. <laughs> Chris yesterday was like, hey, I am I went up there, and he was like, hey, I'm working on the spreadsheet. And I was like, oh, you're probably having the time of your life up here right now. I know. I, I texted him yesterday. I said, we should be retailing spreadsheets, not cars. Oh, we should. <laughs> I mean, it is part of my, I told Chris, it's part of my 5, 10-year plan. I mean, I think we'll become a software company eventually, too. Yeah, I think so. So. <laughs> All right, so um, obviously, Jason, one of one of my, uh, we're kind of jumping into the leadership section here, um, and I know that you've been you've overseen multiple teams um, <clears throat> and have had several different roles inside of different businesses. And I guess one of my questions for you would be, how would you encourage employees? How should they handle if they're working for a boss or a direct report that maybe they they don't uh, get along with or don't like? Ooh. I know it's a tough one for you, but lightning on heavy. Yeah, I, I assume you're not talking about anybody at Price Right because we wouldn't have that situation. I hope. <laughs> I, hope I hope we don't. I think we try to be understanding, uh, but we probably do. Um, wow, that's a good question. You can I, you can process if you want because I I do have uh, an article in front of me that has some things that they suggest. Ooh, Jason we'll versus Google. Align with the article? Is that what we're doing? If you if you'd like to, I mean, I can go first, or you can. It's totally up to you. <laughs> I think one of the um, easiest, most common, probably responses would be to try to um, address it head on with that individual. Mm. So communication. Yeah. Um, it's not always easy, especially depending on the nature of that leader. But uh, definitely, probably the, and, and it can be very effective. I think sometimes uh, people aren't aware maybe of uh, their impact or, or how they're impacting an individual, um, or there's just some miscommunication. So that's kind of the easy solution. I think uh, beyond that, maybe we can refer to the article here and yeah. get some thoughts going on. 
No, I mean, uh, I, I love what you're saying. Obviously, that what you're saying is in the article because this article is written by a Dr. J. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That would have been really fun, though, if I could find one that was written by a Dr. J. Um, so this article is titled, is titled, it's titled, I Hate My Boss, What Should I Do Now? So it kind of has four steps that it walks through, five steps. And the first step is evaluate why you hate your boss. Two, take a look in the mirror. Three, have a hard conversation, just like you're saying, which obviously conflict is not something that many people enjoy stepping into but i think it's needed and then give your boss some grace and time um i saw another article that said most bosses are really good people some bosses are just bad bosses um and then five is make a decision um you know if you make those if you go through those four steps and you still are having a problem and it's starting to weigh on on you and your work it might be time to you know move on or do something else but yeah, those are the five steps that I list, Dr. J. What do you think about those? you think that that's accurate? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that I can dispute them necessarily. I, like I said, I think if, it, if it's not repairable through communication or mm. approach, then yeah, those, those steps probably are necessary. Um, I think as a leader, all of us should question that boss as well yeah um from an outsider's perspective so i think the the other thing is there's probably other lines of communication within the organization you could go through as well like find somebody else you trust or mm-hmm. um to process that with and it might have mentioned something to that effect in there but no i mean you wrote it so yeah <laughs> by the way i'm not the self-proclaimed dr j <laughs> no he's not i call him doc, do, the dr j I, actually, sometimes behind your back, I've been calling you Jay Bay Bay. Jay Bird. Jay Bird. Um, no, I think, now the thing, I guess one of the things that I would push people towards or encourage, <clears throat> excuse me, people to do would be um, almost like just be able to walk into that conversation saying, hey, this is how I feel, and it might not even be an accurate depiction of what's going on, you know? Um, sometimes through tone, through text through reading something like we might we might be telling ourselves a story that's not even true um oh, absolutely. you know and i think that can happen oftentimes but maybe uh another another question that we have for you on this topic uh mr jason is uh could you just share a little bit about maybe the difference between being a boss and being a leader oh Oh. <laughs> getting heavy just so everybody's uh, clear i did not yeah. give jason any just, all i just, i text jason <laughs> at 10 30 last night i said hey we're gonna give you a call tomorrow morning at like 7 a.m just a heads up <laughs> so he is not prepped for this at all but that's he's a doctor i mean yeah you know what i mean he'll be fine he's got all a right, spreadsheet so for it I'll, I'll just ramble i guess i love um, that i mean i can cut where i need to so don't worry yeah, i think yeah good you're gonna have to do some editing on this one but um <laughs> i think the boss um generally speaking comes with a title mm. i think um that's uh that's the biggest difference i can think of off the top of my head is usually that's a that's a position of authority um and you know um i know you can think of somebody as bossy or or things of that nature but generally speaking um 
a boss is somebody who is in charge of people and they've been assigned to do that. I think a leader, um, that just has, that individual has some inherent characteristics that we preach all the time and it doesn't matter what position they're in at work, at home, when their friend group, um, you know, I think a good leader or a leader, I should say, mm-hmm. um, exhibits those things no matter what they're doing or where they're doing it. And a really good leader is usually somebody that doesn't even realize they're doing it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So would, uh, would a leader, is there a difference between like a servant leader and just a leader or is it kind of go hand in hand? I think there is a little bit of a difference. Um, I think all good leaders are servant leaders to some degree. Mm. Um, I think that's very important uh, to not be, you know, to kind of lead by example, all those kind of cliche things we we talk about. But um, I think some people style though, definitely. There's more vocal leaders. There's people with a bigger presence. There's people who aren't very comfortable leading that way. And their way of leading is going out. And, um, you know, we've got some young leaders. um, I'll drop a name here, Mike Carmody, for example. I think Mike Turpin was very similar um, in their role. Very young leaders, no experience leading, but their comfort, you could tell, was not necessarily going down and, and confronting and coaching. Their their way of leading was going down, grabbing the vacuum with the team, right? grabbing and, and saying, you know, I'm not really going to get on my team, but I'm going to go down and show them how to do this and I'm going to go down and work with them kind of in the trenches, if you will. And, um, I'm going to see what they need and see it firsthand and kind of be that kind of leader right now, because that's where they're comfortable and and it's very effective. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think it's one thing to have a leader tell you, Hey, go do this. It's another thing to have a leader that says, that will show you hey, how to yeah, do Yeah, let this. me show you how to, to do what I'm trying to, to communicate with you, you know? Yeah, let me work alongside you. Right. Yeah, I love that. Well, Dr. J, we appreciate the, the five minutes of time with, with Dr. J this morning. It, it, I don't know if it's going to become a regular segment, but um, thanks for taking some time and jumping on with us. Hey, no problem. Sorry we, had, sorry, doing. sorry we had to pull you out of your, uh, your Google Sheets. No, it's good. I'm... I'm uh... I'm getting back to it. Now I got a little more coffee in me and I think this stuff's starting to make more sense. I love it. I love Do you it. have a good joke for us before you get off? A good joke? <laughs> I feel like you got some dad jokes hidden like, in your pocket. Like uh, an old reference? Like, are you looking for a dad joke? For sure. <laughs> I don't think I have one off the top of my head. What? Oh my goodness. When you ran into the wall. I don't know. What do you say? Damn. Oh, <laughs> Dr. J. Dang. All right, sir. Well, we appreciate the time, and we love the joke, too. <laughs> All right. We'll see you later. All right. See you. <laughs> Bye. Wow. He's a smart guy. Very smart. He's so... He's another one of those guys that just... 
always so even keel. Oh yeah, just calm. Yeah, he is. I mean, it's uh, yeah. What we were talking about that before we jumped on the podcast today. Yeah, we were talking about that with RJ specifically. Yeah, when RJ told Chris that one of the cars caught on fire, and he, Chris thought it was a joke because RJ was so calm about yeah. it. RJ, I was with Chris. That's what we were talking about. I was with Chris, and RJ opens the door and he goes, "Uh, hey, Chris." Just like this. This is exactly how he says it. Hey, Chris. Uh, the the Kia started on fire, and Chris like kind of looked up and started smiling, and he was like, "For real?" And RJ was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." A customer was driving it, and Chris was like, "Wait." And RJ's like, "Ah oh, no, don't. Uh, the customer's fine. Uh, the car's on fire. We did call the fire department." And Chris's like, uh, "Okay, well, I guess keep me posted." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like still not believing if it's real or not. <laughs> I know, but I do think. <clears throat> I mean, that trait that we just talked about, even the even kill. Jason has it. RJ has it. I think a lot of people, a lot of great leaders have that. <clears throat> Being able to just keep calm. Oh, it's tough. It's so tough. But in the midst of chaos, to be able just to be like, okay, yep. I mean, there's going to be times where you lose it, where you get mad. Obviously, I feel like you and I are more similar when it comes to getting emotional and not staying oh, even keel. Brandon, I'm beyond emotional. <laughs> I am beyond emotional. I feel like that's why we're like, we're so different, but we have so many similarities. Yes. My dad told me one time, he said, Sam. <laughs> so Sam, you're 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 really emotional. I said, Oh, yeah, yeah, Dad. He goes, Yeah, you remind me a lot of a woman. <laughs> but he was like I think and then he said, I'm I think it's a good trait to have. It's good to be emotional, you know? I think sometimes we think it's bad to be emotional. It's a weakness. It's not a weakness. It's just, it, it is a weakness if you can't control it. Oh, I wish I was a robot, because when you're emotional, you don't think clearly. Well, when you're but that's part of the controlling it. That's why we just need to get better at honing it in and controlling it. Absolutely. That's why we talk all the time. <laughs> that's oh, the main point man. of this, I think. Yeah, I think regardless of the position you're in, you uh, can be a leader. If you're in an entry-level position, if you're in middle management, or if you're in upper management, the reality is, is you can lead. You can lead the people that are around you. You can lead people outside of work. So hopefully these kind of tips and tricks as we talk about leadership, uh, you can utilize them and, and, you know, put it into action. Maybe. (laughs) We're hoping. We're hoping. Um, And also, just a reminder, we'd love to have you join the conversation. So just like we just called Jason. Jason didn't ask to be part of the conversation, (laughs) by the way. I told him he was going to be. But if you would like to be part of the conversation and you want to call in sometime between 7 and 7.30, just shoot us a text before and we'll give you a call. We'd love to to have conversations with people like that. Absolutely. You know? So, it is time for an employee highlight. You ready? Oh, man. What? Love this kid. Okay, great. It's time for the owner highlight of the week where the owners choose one employee each week going above and beyond for the company. Enjoy. You deserve it. So, every week we highlight a different employee here at PriceRate Auto, uh, and the owners kind of write a little bit about the employee, why we're grateful for them, um, and things like that. So today, we have Mr. Michael Elderkin. Excuse me. I was going to burp. <laughs> it looked like you were going to throw up. <laughs> um, no, Michael Elderkin is uh, is in sales 
uh, at our Marn store, um, but this is what Holly had to write about Michael. Michael has been with us for three and a half years now and has truly grown alongside the business over the last few years. He started in detail, followed by moving into the parts manager position, then to a service advisor, and now is into sales where he is truly thriving. Michael is known as a people pleaser around here and for all of the best reasons. He's very genuine and intentional about making sure those uh, around him feel confident, happy, and just good overall. He brings a very positive and uplifting energy everywhere he goes and naturally creates a comfortable environment, which is one of his greatest strengths. The typical bar... Wow. The typical car buying experience is known to be a dreadful one, and we are grateful to have someone of Michael's character as a warm and welcoming, pleasant change of pace for our customers during this process. He is he is loyal and well-rounded in the business, always willing to lend a hand, a hand in any area he can. He is definitely what we like to call a priced right guy, and we love that he's part of our team. We're excited to see him and watch him grow as he continues to flourish inside of the sales role. Yeah, he's always a good attitude. Oh, man, he's great. <clears throat> yeah, Michael Elderkin, man. Um, I mean, I think we talk about this sometimes, right? Car dealerships, especially used car dealerships, can kind of have like this like greased backs, hair. Yes. Like, today, like today's the day. You either sign this paper today or the deal's off the table. Like, what yeah, are you going to do? It's gone right? forever. It's gone forever. But Michael is very much like, hey, like let's just get you. I just want to be your buddy. And yeah, I just want to take car. care of you. Right. And have a good experience because hundred percent i mean i remember when michael tried out in service yeah you know and obviously you deal with you know typically people getting their car fixed yep. aren't having the best day so well, you're not getting that good vibe right a lot of the times whereas if you're selling someone a car you know they saved up money they're yep. like this is the car i want typically it's a better experience. Yeah. And I think Michael feeds off that because he just wants to enjoy his life, mm -hmm. his work and help people. Yeah. He's and solid. It shows how well the company works too. They didn't look at Michael and like, okay, you know, we moved him from detail to service and he's bombing service. They didn't just look at him as like, he's a terrible employee. Right. No, they looked at it. This just may not be the best fit for 100%. him. 100%. And then they moved him into sales, just trying it out, mm -hmm. speaking with him, seeing kind of what he yep. wanted to do. And he's one of the best salesmen we have. 100%. And I think that, so I love what you said, because it says a lot about Price Rate Auto, but it might say a lot about a different company if you're listening. Like, one of the questions that I would have for a company is, are is upper management at your company looking to make sure that people are in are in the best seat that fits them or are they looking at them as just oh well we need that role done they can do that role yeah like, no matter how miserable they are right. you know or, now yeah. the thing to keep in mind though is michael has been here for three and a half years correct so i mean it really took two and a half years for us to get to know michael to know that sales is going to be the best fit some people think that oh the first six months i'm somewhere i'm going to get a promotion or i'm going to Hang whoa whoa hang on a second there it takes time takes time takes slow time. down put your head down put the work in <clears throat> like there are opportunities here but it's not gonna happen overnight it's gonna take a long time show that you're loyal show that you're bought in and then start to have conversations down the road I mean for Michael to be three and a half years in and now to finally be in a position that's flourishing that says a lot about him too absolutely you know, that he like put the work in to get where he's at and to finally get to a spot where he's like man this is finally the role that's gonna fit me so yep. 
Michael, awesome. if you're listening, we love you. And I'm going to do my best to stump Brandon Marsh for you today, sir. Oof. Stumping Brandon Marsh. Can they stump him with this week's riddle? This isn't really a riddle. I don't like it when you smile before you even tell me. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know it's uh, bad. What time is it when an elephant sits on a fence? When it, What time is it when an elephant sits on a fence? A few moments later. Oh my goodness. You want me to tell you? Hold on. All right. Give me some like... Him? Theme music. Time to fix the fence. Jeez, oh, it's more of a dad joke. I don't know if we can consider that a stumping Brandon Marsh, really. That's not too much of like a riddle, though. I know, I know. I could be. I might be on a bad website here. Let me try to find a different one. Here we go. 130 riddles for kids. <laughs> for infants. <laughs> Let's start real slow. Okay. Well, <laughs> this one. I think you're just looking. At, you're trying to find the hardest one. Okay. You ready? Absolutely. You bought me for dinner, but never eat me. What am I? You bought me for dinner a drink. <clears throat> no. Close. Silverware. You don't love that one either? No. Because if you go to a restaurant, you don't buy the silverware. How many letters are in the alphabet? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> there are 11 There are eleven letters in the, the alphabet. alphabet. Uh, uh, all right, guys. Well, you heard it here. Um, I'm back to the bottom. <laughs> I'm I'm back to the bottom. Which month? Oh, here we go. We might have done this one before. <laughs> Which month of the year has 28 days? All of them. Yes, yeah, sir. We've done that. Nice. Back on top. from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> started from the bottom. I mean, you're getting Is better. that the vibe you're throwing down on a Friday? I mean, I, it's, it's Friday. The weather's beautiful. It's almost summertime. I'm going to be done with the house next week, so the pool's going to be open. Oh, when are we coming over? I think we're going to have to do a podcast. Are you going to tell everyone on the podcast what your address is? Probably not. <laughs> but I do think we're going to do, I thought it'd be fun, maybe we do a night a night episode at the pool. Yes. Wouldn't that oh, be fun? Absolutely. I love that idea. All right. Well, thanks um, for listening once again. And we hope that uh, this time has been useful. As always, make sure that you hit us up if you have questions or you have things that you want like us to talk about or you want to be on it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to have talk you. Talk to any of us. Talk, talk to us. Speak. Speak. Speak, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you guys have a great day and we'll see you real soon. Later. Later.